Welcome to the Coworking Out Loud podcast, an exploration into storytelling, community, and the art of being human. This is episode 13 of the Coworking Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Kat Johnson. So I'm a big library nerd. I'm in the library sometimes two or three times a week. When someone mentions a book they like, the first thing I do is open my library app and see if I can reserve it. Whenever I'm in a new town, one of the first things I do is check out the library, whether it's the little one in Lahaina on Maui or the magnificent Seattle library The new Salt Lake City Library blew my mind last time I was there. And last year when I was in New York City for the first time, I went to the New York Public Library, which was a bucket list moment for sure. Sometimes I just pop into the library to grab my holds. Sometimes I go browse around, not really looking for anything in particular. Sometimes I go to the library to work if I'm not going to my co-working space and don't feel like working at home. I go to the library for events. It's our voting place, so that's where we go to vote. It's, It's really a kind of a central place in my life. And my friend Iris and I ran a pilot co-working project for the Santa Cruz Public Library last year introduced them to co-working and what that could look like in a library setting. So long story short, I am a big-time library appreciator. And I have been my whole life. My mom's a huge library nerd. She would take us kids to the library over the summers, especially sometimes a couple times a week. We could get 10, usually books, and I have these fantastic memories of coming home with a stack of books that I would jam through over the next, you know, that afternoon or over the next couple of days before we went back to the library to get another batch. So libraries have long been places where you can borrow books and media, but there's another thing happening with libraries too. Like when I moved to a new town, One of the first things I do is go check out the library because wherever you are, you're welcome in a library. Public libraries are places to be. They belong to all of us. Everyone is welcome. Everyone belongs. The local library is such an amazing way to kind of anchor yourself to a town A couple of days ago, I was talking to my mom on the phone, and my mom's a lifelong teacher. She supposedly retired a couple of years ago, but she substitutes to give herself something to do, and the school she subs for loves her so much that she essentially has a part-time, sometimes full-time job. There are weeks that she works all week, sometimes into two weeks, so she's not quite retired. But over the summer, she has a lot of time on her hands. And my mom is one of the most community-minded people I know. She's always surrounded herself with people and opened her house to whoever was there. She's, 
She's known for hosting teas and potlucks and little lunch things. She'll make a quiche and invite a bunch of people over. She's just very, um, very community minded. So when we call, when I called her, she happened to be sitting on the deck of her public library. She's discovered a rocking chair out there that is her new go-to place. She said she was going to stay there until her feet started getting sunburned. It's this beautiful deck that overlooks the river and the forest, and it, it's absolutely heavenly. So that's her go-to place. She goes sometimes every single day. And she goes because she has this thing where she does at least one thing a day to get out of the house and go go do something. She's like, otherwise I'll just I'll just sit here. She doesn't want to do that. So she plans like one thing, whether it's she's going swimming or some activity every day. But my mom has managed to build this loose but incredibly consistent community around herself. She is in book clubs, and a lot of these are at the library. She's in book clubs. She recently went to a game night at the library where she said she was the oldest person by decades, but she had the time of her life. She's like, I'm going to, I have it on the calendar to go every time there is one. She goes to read and hang out. Even if she's not checking out a book, she'll go to the library to read on her new favorite spot out on the deck. She goes to the senior center to play canasta. She hosts potlucks all the time. My mom has found all these ways to create a sense of belonging in her life. I think that sense of belonging is something that anyone who's tuned into the heart of co-working, to the co-working movement, understands really intimately. We could all be working from home, the kitchen table, or a home office, We could be working out of coffee shops. We could go into office rental spaces and just go use their Wi-Fi and a desk. But that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for the same sense of belonging that my mom is creating around herself through the library and through the senior center and things like that. Coworking may not be the right solution for everyone. Like It doesn't make that much sense for my mom to join a co-working space because she has these other spaces and areas where she fits in really well and kind of feels, feels that sense of home and belonging and that she can just walk in and be a part of things like the senior center. But there are a lot of people out there who co-working would be the best thing that happened to them and their careers, but they don't know about it. They don't know how to find that sense of belonging. They may not even know that they're struggling with with loneliness and isolation. Sometimes you don't know until you're out of it that you should be doing something different. Like if I if I stay home for too many days in a row, even if it's just over the weekend, if I just settle in and stay at home, by the end of the first day, Okay, by the end of the second day, I'm totally feeling isolated and and lonely. You know, going to my co-working space is not just where I go to do my work, but it's where I go to recharge and reconnect. And I can the other day I stayed home, worked at home for the day, and it was like one or two in the afternoon. I realized I had not said anything 
to anyone all day except I greeted my cat in the morning. And compare that to working out of my co-working space where from literally the minute I walk in the door and say hey to whoever happens to greet me, usually Jennifer or Maya, one of the community managers, to a day full of casual chit-chat and talk about projects and um, asking each other for advice about this or that or talking future plans or going for a walk with one of my fellow members, grabbing lunch. Like It's just a stream of connection. And, you know, occasionally we'll have deep kind of soul conversations at the co-working space. Those definitely exist. And a lot of times it's just chatting about why is my computer fan going on all the time? And that turns into a, a conversation about virtual reality, which turns into Sue and I going into Spencer's office to see his new crazy VR setup. And like these, these things happen all the time and give us that sense of belonging that when we walk in, we're not just going to rent a desk, which we could do at home. You may know that I spent my first year of co-working in what was essentially just a desk rental space. And a few months in, I just stopped going because I became acutely aware that it wasn't a desk and Wi-Fi that I needed, even though the space was magnificent. I was as isolated and alone as I was at home, so I just stayed home. There's a guy in our co-working space who, I, I think he must be a part-time member, but he'll come in and just read the paper for a couple of hours. And I love that co-working, for a lot of us, fulfills that need to belong, that need to connect, that need to, it feels like a second home. And my mom finds that in the library and in the senior center. People look for that in a lot of different ways, sometimes in super dysfunctional ways, right? Like there are people who get involved with really unhealthy friend circles or who head down a path of addiction because they want to feel that sense of belonging. They want to feel that sense of okayness, that they have a place where they can be and be themselves in the world. I was chatting with someone earlier this week and we were talking about how there's the workspace industry and there's the co-working movement. And right now the workspace industry with its bazillions of dollars of funding and, and bigger, bigger, bigger global takeover thinking is really grabbing a lot of the headlines. And that what we can do, those of us who are deeply invested in the co-working movement as a way to make this world a better place, which sounds super Michael Jackson-y as I say it, but it's so spot on true. We're changing lives and changing the world. I believe that in the depths of my soul, that that's what we're doing here. So as all this workspace kind of hype and media attention happens, I think it's important to know that some of that is benefiting co-working at large by bringing more attention to it, introducing people to the idea. And I think it's also more important than ever that we surface the fact that co-working and the co-working movement is at its 
very, very core, a way to bring people together, to connect communities, to dismantle loneliness, and to create the kind of world that we want to live in. Thanks for listening to the Coworking Out Loud podcast. I hope you're well. I'd love to hear from you. Drop me an email if you get a minute, cat at catjohnson.co, and I'll talk to you next time. <music>